Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. At this time, our assistant pastor, and as well as our, he's our youth pastor as well, Pastor Cody Updegrave is going to come and talk to us. I told you already that he's going to be teaching us uh, for a period of time. We want him to come at this time. He's going to teach us today about um, a growing and, and, and the structural process of our growth track as a body. We want him to come at this time. Would you welcome him? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And... Greetings to all of you that are have joined us online. It is a honor to speak to you tonight, and I realize I uh, want to be in the. I want to be together as much as you do, but I'm thankful for um, thankful for the wisdom of of our pastor and our staff to uh, be safe during this time and. Um, and so looking forward to being together on Sunday. And uh, I'm not going to be long tonight, but as Pastor said, uh, I am going to be sharing with you um, about our vision and our system. And, uh, and so let's, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to start, start here tonight. During the month of January... Uh, pastor began on New Year's Eve night, and during the month of January, we have been hearing about uh, what is the vision of the church? What is, what is the vision of the anchor church? And you have heard the term, and you've seen the term on, on, on this card, and, and on the screen, and around the church, uh, that the vision of the anchor church is restoring people to a greater purpose. That is the vision of our church. And we're going to be talking about that and breaking that down and talking about how we accomplish that vision and so on. So let's start with 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. The Bible says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Not the things which God hath prepared for them that attend church. Not for those that uh, he's prepared for them that fulfill a r religious duty. He has prepared things for the body of Christ that loves him. Amen. We have already prayed, and so I'm going to get right into this tonight. I remember first becoming a father. Um, if, you're a, if you're a dad or maybe a soon-to-be dad, you can relate with the weight of responsibility that, that you feel your wife's pregnant and 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 she's she's trying to get the house ready and and you're trying to complete the to-do list that 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 never ends and and uh, and I, my to-do list is still going on and and uh, you're trying to complete the list you're trying to get all prepared for a uh, for somebody that's getting ready to move in 
and uh, you're responsible to feed them. You're responsible to, to keep them clean. You're responsible to, to, to change their clothes and, and uh, keep them looking nice and keep them growing and healthy. And, and you feel as a new parent, the weight and responsibility of that. And, and you finally get to the day and, 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 and her water breaks or you, um, or you, for us, it was a, it, 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 she was late two weeks. And so we just went to the hospital and, and, um, she ended up having to have a, uh, C-section, but they were so meticulous about the birth of, of our child. I remember pastor referred to it with, with Jillian, the, the care and the, the intentionality of every doctor and every nurse. And the, the, the care was so specific that it, it, it's, it's very obvious that even in the climate we live in today, we still recognize as a society that there is value in a human life. Can you say amen to that? There's value in a, in, in a human body. Amen. There is value, whether it be in the womb or out of the womb. There is value in a human life. And our hospitals and our physicians and those who work in healthcare, uh, I'm so thankful for them because they have mastered the the process of, of that beginning care and that birthing process. there it, It's a very intentional thing, and you, it's all mapped out for you. This is what's going to happen. The, the system is very clear. You're going to stay in the hospital for so many days after, according to what has happened or what transpired with the birth. The, the health care uh, that, that we receive is very intentional. And I want to tell us tonight as a church that just as we place value on somebody who is born in the physical world, we as a church place value on a life that is born into the spiritual world. We place such value on on an individual that has been born into the kingdom of God that we make plans, that we have a system in place for them. How tragic would it be for a baby to be born and, and the hospital just says, uh, and, and there's no plan, there's no care, there's no instruction, there's no advice, it's just good luck. And we care enough about those who are born into the kingdom that we have developed plans and systems and the, the the Bible has given us clear instruction. The Bible is very intentional and God has been very intentional from the very beginning that that we cannot treat we cannot treat a soul just with any sort of lax or any sort of care. We have to be very we have to be very intentional with what God gave his life for. Can you say amen to that? The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He, he so loved the soul of man. He so reached and yearned for the fellowship of an individual with him that, that he laid down his life. And so I want you to know tonight that, that we care first and foremost for people. 
the vision of the anchor church, which has been, uh, which our pastor had, the vision of this church is restoring people to a greater purpose. The purpose of this church is to bring people into the purpose that God has for them. We do not believe here that that everybody is just is just born and there's really nothing that they're just going to be born and and 70 years later they're going to die we we don't believe that here we believe that when you are born amen as god had a plan for jeremiah in jeremiah 1 and 5 as god had a plan for him god has a plan for everybody amen that walks into this sanctuary and cannot tell you tonight that when you're uh, even in your home and you may be watching and haven't been to church or maybe you come I want you to know tonight that God has a plan for your life it's not a difficult plan it's not a it's he, he said my plan for you isn't grievous it's not taxing it's it's a it's a plan that's full of joy it's a plan that's full of peace can I tell you tonight that God has a plan for your life. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. And it is the goal of this church. It is the vision of this church to take an individual, amen, that comes to the kingdom, that is introduced to Christ, to to take that precious soul, amen, and have a plan and a system where that person can grow and develop into God, into what God has called them to become. And so we have a vision, restoring people to a greater purpose. Amen. Why do we need a vision? Well, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. Amen. If the children of Israel did not have the promise of Canaan land, if they did not have the promise of what to look forward to, a a place that was flowing with milk and honey, a place where you would live in houses that you did not build, you would have vineyards that you did not plant, you would have all of it. What was it? It was a vision that was being set before them. We need vision, amen, as human beings because we need need to understand, amen, that there is a plan for our lives, amen, and so we have a vision, amen, but what good is a vision without a way to get there? What good is a vision without a a system? It's kind of like this, if uh, tonight... (coughs) My wife has has, uh, made steak fajitas, (laughs) And uh, and after and after this service tonight, I'm 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 gonna go home and and I'm gonna eat steak fajitas. <laughs> but but I, what good is me knowing or seeing those steak fajitas if I stay here? <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's that's pretty miserable. 
<laughs> that's, that's terrible. If I know that I've got food waiting on me, but I'm not, uh, I'm not going to go. I'm talking about food. We're getting ready to go on a fast. Amen. Praise God. But, but uh, what good is that if I don't get up and, and, and go to the house? And so if the vision is the eyes, the, the system is, is the legs. It's the, it's the way to get there. It's the, it's the one step, two step, three step, four. It's the way that the vision is accomplished. I'm glad that when Joseph had the dream, he also had a plan. It would have been a very terrible story if Joseph would have went to Pharaoh and said, hey, Pharaoh, I've got good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? There's going to be seven years of plenty, but then there's going to be seven years of famine. And that famine is going to wipe out everything that, that, that those seven years of plenty brought. That would a plan of how they were going to get through what he saw, how, how they were going to survive or accomplish what was in their future. So he made a plan. He, he built storehouses around all of Egypt and they took the plenty that they received in that seven years and they stored back that extra. And because of the vision and the system, a whole, whole world really was spared and saved because one, uh, because an individual not only had a vision, but to go along with the vision. Wouldn't it have been a terrible thing if Noah knew that God was going to destroy the whole earth with water, but he never built the boat? Wouldn't it be a terrible thing if, if, if life would have ended there? But because a man had a plan, a man, he had, he had instruction and he put a system together, amen, with him and his family. What, what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you tonight that we have vision, amen, and it is the system that we are going to put here as the church, here in place as the church that is going to see, amen, that vision accomplished, amen. I don't know about you. I don't want to just talk about people being restored. I want to see people be restored, amen. I don't want to just talk about, amen, a revival in our city and things that are coming. I want to see it happen. I want to see people that were formal, former drug addicts become teachers, amen, of a, of a class, of an acts class that talks about how you can be set free from narcotics. I, I, I don't want to just talk about it. I want to see it. And so that's why our pastor has not only given us a vision, but our vision is restoring people. But our system is threefold. Love, grow, and go. We want to restore people. Great. How do we do it? How are people going to be 
restored at the anchor church. This is how they're going to be restored. You'll see the slide. You've seen it on this flyer. Step one, they've got to, you've got to love God and you've got to love people. Step two, you've got to grow in faith. And step three, then you go and save the world. That is our system. Amen. And so for the next three weeks, starting tonight, I'm going to be breaking down each piece of this system. And so let's dive into step one tonight. Step one. Step one of how people are restored at the Anchor Church. The first thing you got to do is you've got to fall in love with God and you've got to fall in love with his people. Amen. Let's, let's go to the word about it. First Corinthians two and nine. I read it to you at the beginning, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. We cannot, we cannot get the cart before the horse in that we it is not our fir, the first thing that we ought to do is not just go and, and serve in every place that we can and I, I don't I don't know about you but 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 when I dive into something I, I'm ready to dive in I'm ready to 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 go all out and 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 people are that way and and uh, but 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 before we get involved and we do all of these things we have to understand that your greatest commandment and our greatest responsibility is to fall in love with God amen if i am not in love with him how can i love those that he died for how can i love those amen that have done me wrong how can i forgive amen the things that and move on from the things that have happened to me in my past amen if i do not love fall in love with god nothing else matters my ministry is ineffective. My, my, my reaching for people is, it, it doesn't work because it's done out of my own spirit and not God's spirit. We have to fall in love with God. Mark chapter 12 and 30. Let's look, let's look at the scripture again. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. How, uh, how do I fall in love with, this is the, the scripture tells me, this is the first, amen, and greatest commandment. How do I fall in love with God? You spend time with him. Amen. I, I fell in love with my wife because I spent time with her. I, 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 I spent hours sometimes on the phone with her. We, we made a commitment when, uh, 
when we started dating that we, we were both, uh, we were both busy and in college and, and, uh, we were, uh, working at the same time, both of us. And, and we had committed to only talking, uh, three days a week. And, uh, because we were trying to manage our time, but, but, but our love for one another made us want to talk to each other more than that. And so we would find ourselves communicating and talking to each other more than those three days a week over the phone because we were in love. You hang up. No. No, you hang up. Okay, on three, one, two, three. Have you ever been there before? <laughs> You're in love. And so you want to spend, how do you fall in love with somebody? You, you spend time getting to know them. Amen. How do you fall in love with God? You get to know him. You get to know his words. You, you spend time with him in prayer. And you, you, you build a relationship, amen, with a God that loved you, amen, with an everlasting love. And over the course of time, over the course of taking time to spend with him, you begin to develop a love for him. As we learned in weeks prior to this, love is not an emotion, but our love. Love is a commitment, amen. What starts as an emotion, what starts as an amazing experience and things now turns to a commitment or a vow, amen. We, Lauren and I, we love each other, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I can't remember the last time we've talked for three hours on the phone. <laughs> I can't remember, well, I'm gonna get in trouble right here. I, I don't know the last time that we've talked for three hours straight face to face. <laughs> Some of you are saying, oh God, help us marriage right now. Well, when's the last time you and your wife have talked three hours face to face? Yeah, then, then you can get a hold of me. <laughs> after, after that period, that initial period of time, my love for her became a commitment, a vow to her that I'm going to be with you in sickness and in health for better or for worse, for richer or for poor. Honey, you're, you're stuck with me for richer or for poor. Amen. We made a vow to one another because, because our love leads to a commitment. Amen. And I fall in love with him. Amen. Because of who he is and, and the amazing thing things that he has done for me even when I didn't deserve it and my in his love for me and my love for him turns into a commitment I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life and you begin a relationship with God amen that is the first commandment. Let's read on in Mark 12 and 31. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Amen. Amen. And so what is, how are people 
restored here at the Anchor Church? How are they restored, amen, to their purpose in God? Number one, you've got to fall in love with God and you've got to fall in love with people. The more time you spend with God, the more time you're going to start to love what he loves and hate what he hates. Amen. Paul said, Paul said, the things I once hated, I now love. And the things that I once loved, I now hated. Somehow, some way, and over the course of time, my desires change to become more like him. I fall in love with God, and because I fall in love with God, I fall in love with the people that he died for. First John is very to the point. First John 4 and 20. He said, if, man, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Scripture is very clear that we, in order to love God, if we love God, we will love those around us. While this step may seem very small and very insignificant for some, for others, this step is very, uh, is very significant because there are people in your life that have maybe done you wrong, that have maybe, that have maybe mistreated you, that have maybe told you things that, that you still remember today that have held you hostage. But the Bible calls us, amen, that, uh, even to those that, that have, uh, deceived us and done us wrong, He calls us, amen, to love people. He calls us, amen, to move on from the hurt, to move on from the pain. Can I stop here and tell you that why, why don't you in 2021 let go of some of the hurt of your past, let go of some of the hurt of, uh, of some of the things that people have wronged you and, and the things that people have done. You've got to forgive them, amen. If you can't forgive them, how can you be forgiven? Amen. You've got to release them. You've got to forgive them. Amen. And you've got to move on. You've got to be set free. Amen. In your own spirit. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. So how do I love God? And how do I love people when it comes to our system here at the Anchor Church. There are some things that you have to do that we cannot do for you. But the ways, amen, that we're going to help is twofold. Number one, how do you fall in love with God and fall in love with people? Number one, you've got to attend services. Somebody say attend services. Pastor Cody, that's hard to do. When we're not allowed to come to church, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, when it's online, you got to be here online. When it's in service, when it's in the building, you got to be in the building. Why is it important to attend services and why does attending services help me love God and love people? Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 
and verse 24. I'm almost done. You got another minute? I can't hear your reply anyway, so I'm assuming you do. Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider one another. Somebody shout in your home, one another. To provoke, watch, unto love. To provoke unto love and to do good works. How? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. He said, we must consider one another and we must provoke one another to love and to good works. And the way that is accomplished is we assemble ourselves together and we exhort one another. Amen. We come together as the body of Christ. Amen. To provoke one another unto good works. I don't know about you, but when I come to church sad or down or weary, amen, in my spirit, and I come to the building, there is something in me that is provoked to do more or to feel a different way. I've come to tell you that if we're going to love God and love people, we need to come together. The Bible says, how can you hear without a preacher? I'm going to tell you another reason we need to come together. How can you hear without a preacher? Amen. And how can he preach except he be sent? Amen. We need the word, amen, of God in our lives. And how uh, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We need the word of God. Amen. We don't need just, uh, we don't need just to get together, but when we get together, we need to hear, amen, the word of God that our pastor or the preacher, amen, has, has, has brought to us from God. We, amen, we begin to love God and love people by coming together and attending service together somebody say amen the bible says i believe it was in john 10 jesus said i am the vine and ye are the branches talks about the necessity of staying connected to the branch amen we are referred to as the body of christ if if you cut off your finger and you separate it from the body you know what after a period of time that finger is going to die and it's going to be uh, irreparable you separate something long enough from your body and you're not going to be able to bring it back. Amen. So we come together as a body. Amen. As a life source for one another. That's why attending services. That's why coming to church helps me love God and helps me love people. The last way that we love God and love people in our system 
step one that we have talked about tonight is we complete first steps. First steps. What in the world is first steps? I'm going to briefly touch this like a like putting your hand on a on a hot stove I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch it real quick and and you'll hear more about it later first steps I'm so excited about this and you're gonna be hearing more about this but first steps uh, first steps is becoming um, is becoming our four-week program is a four-week program for every individual that comes to this church that wants to become a member and or wants to get involved in the church. Previous to this, we have had a class called New Life. It's been amazing. Yeah. It's been an amazing class that has provided an uh, a, a amazing teaching. And you'll, you'll hear more about that teaching. And we're not getting rid of that. But, but we have found, as, as Pastor has said before, that it's difficult for somebody to wait 20 weeks before they can get any sort of involvement into the church. And so we have taken a 20-week class and we have made it a four-week class. In that class, you're going to hear about the, the vision of the church, the system of the church, who we are, how we got here. You're going to hear, you're going to take a personality test. You're going to take a spiritual giftings test and see where you fit and where you should serve in the kingdom of God. And at the end, we're going to plug you into the place that, that you uh, that you can serve in the church here locally and even out of the building. And so we have developed this first steps as a, as a on-ramp, as a shallow end of the pool to where people can come in that have forsaken all, that have walked away from, from past lifestyles and walked away from past habits and people, and now they, they're a part of the kingdom. We have developed this so we can take those people and plug them in. It was the man in the scripture who was healed, who was healed, amen. He said, he said the only thing that I know is that I was blind and now I see. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about all of this, but I was blind and now I see. And that man was a witness to people, amen, around that community, amen. You don't have to be in this thing a long time to make a difference in the kingdom of God. We believe that here. We practice that here. And so we're not waiting for people to get everything, all of, all of this scripture before we involve them because we believe, amen, at this church that everybody, amen, everybody has a purpose in God no matter where you are in your process of growth in him. And so tonight in my conclusion, I've introduced to you tonight step one of our restoration system of loving God and loving people. Let us never forget tonight that the whole reason we plan 
the whole reason that we that we do what we do is because we are living in a day where we do not have time we do not have we do not have years any longer we don't have time to waste but we have a clock an eternal clock that stands before us that is ever ever decreasing in time we are living ladies and gentlemen in the last days and we want amen it is the desire and the heart of this church to get everybody amen to get everybody that wants to be a part of the kingdom of God it's our desire to get them here it's our desire to seek and to save that which was lost amen we do all of this we plan all of this because we love people we have fallen in love amen with the people that God has given his life for and so let me tell somebody before we close tonight the clock is ticking amen it is almost midnight if you're going to get in the church now is the time to get in the church if there's ever been an hour to get involved amen and get bought in to amen to the plan that God has for you let me tell you let this be the day let this be the hour let this be the season that you commit to serving God God loves you tonight no matter where you are no matter where you've been and no matter what you've done he loves you and this church loves you amen you may have walked out of here amen because you 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 were you were you were consumed by the things of this world but I want you to know tonight this church amen and your God is waiting on you with open arms amen we love you and he loves you we want you here and he wants you here amen let's Come together, amen, in 2021, and let's see what God has, amen, for us. I want you to clap your hands unto the Lord, amen, wherever you are tonight. I'm going to say a prayer for you. Amen, I feel the presence of God. I feel, I'm going to say a prayer for you, and, uh, and we're going to close this tonight. Lord, I love you. God, I feel your presence here tonight. I love you and I thank you for who you are. I thank you, God, for not only giving us, God, a, a, a promise, but showing us how to get there. I thank you, Lord, tonight for, for everything that you have done for us. I pray, God, for those who are watching, God, who are sick tonight. I pray that you would touch them. I pray that you would heal them and minister to them and encourage them tonight. God, I pray you would, you would draw those, God, who are watching tonight that maybe are discouraged or have been away from you for some time. I pray you would touch them tonight. God, let them know that you love them. God, you, and you died for them. Oh, God, we thank you tonight for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you tonight. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you this weekend, Saturday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or Sunday at 10.30 a.m. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.